Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afternoon. Welcome, Lori and Julia show for your Thursday on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. A good show lined up for you today. GB Layton. We love GB. He's gonna come in, talk about his new album and his album release party, and he's gonna sing a little song for us. Good. And also we're gonna talk to uh, Mike Marcotte, who works here at Channel 5. And there was an article about him in the Star Tribune a week or so ago, and we found out he is an adjudicator for the Guinness Book of World Records. I know, Julia's like, book him, Dano, and then yeah. he's not <laughs> then even here. Not here. That's right. The little chair by the fireplace is empty today. That's right. Holly Hollywood is sitting in. Holly Roberts is, is staying for an hour, and then Stephanie Hansen's coming in. So Julia called me, and she's like, Hi. And I go, what? I always respond that way. <laughs> right. Mirroring her. She said, I'm, I feel like I'm a throb. I've, I've got a migraine. Yeah. I've never had a migraine. Me neither. Never, but she does get them once in a while. And she was like at uh, InVision at, on Grand Avenue. And she's like, I don't think I can drive home. And I said, drive to my house, go upstairs, lay down. And if we need to, you know, figure it out. I said, you've, you've got to adjust that you're back to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, yeah. I was getting my hair blonded, uh, uh, by my queen of the buttery blondes, Jane. And so I was in Edina, and so I swung home, and she didn't even wake up when I... Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've got a house with wooden floors, so I make a lot of racket going up the stairs. And she and was just out. She was just out. So. Yeah. That's a person who does get migraines do. on occasion. Every once in a while. I had to actually leave mid-shift here at my talk once because I got a migraine so bad, and it hit me so suddenly that I was trying to talk on the air, and I couldn't... Couldn't speak. I literally could not perform my job, oh my and I gosh. just said, "Look, how'd you I gotta drive go- home? Barely, barely, just yeah. barely." I'm like, "Look, I got to get home. I know that once I get home, I can just you know lay maybe down. take lay down, take something, drink something, like drink some coconut water, just drink some things." So you know, I get it. Like yeah, it okay. hits you, yeah, that's, and you're done. Yeah, she just yeah. said, "I I can't I can't come in. I'm so sorry." And Mike is coming. I'm just like, don't. You got to take care of yourself, and you don't know when you're going to get a migraine. Yeah, you, it just kind of came out, it, it, and she was like, I feel like I'm going to throw up, yep, and I, yep, yep, I got to close my that. eyes. Yep, and, but like you, maybe she nauseous. had the aura, because I get the aura, too, where you can tell when a migraine is going to start happening, where you see, like you're looking at the computer screen, and you can't focus, and you see an orb of light mm-hmm. in the middle of where you're looking. Like, I'm looking at this oh screen, gosh. and that's when I can tell 
that I'm going to get a migraine. And either you nip it in the bud or you try to work it out, but it, it just can, incapacitates you. So wow. I get why she's just mm. out. I, I'm glad I've never had a migraine. You should be glad. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is sure. not fun. It is not fun and at Daddy, all. And Daddy, you've never had one. No, I seldom even get headaches. Yeah. I remember oh, I should have known that this wasn't going to work out with this guy. So I was dating this guy and we'd been dating like for kind of maybe a year and I really was into him. I mean, I, he just, he looked like Robert Redford, like oh, 1972. Like, oh, brrr. Paul, yeah. blonde, played motorcycle, played the guitar, you blah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought him on a trip. I was working for Carlson. And it was, you know, and I was director of uh, supplier relationships. So I always got like really the VIP. So I was, we go to Maui. And we stay at the Kehlani. And they gave me a villa that's right on the water that, you know, super fancy. You romantic, know. beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Oh. We're not even in the hotel. He gets a migraine. He's overwhelmed at at how how rich and fancy and luxurious it is. And I'm thinking, what? This That's what caused the migraine? Yeah. Then oh, we, oh, 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 yeah. come on. No, then we go <laughs> to the next island. We go to the next island, the big island, and we're staying at the Royal Orchid. And they give us the presidential suite. It is... It is incredible, and it they champagne and you know food and you know like it was just I mean I'm completely at home. Oh yes, and he's like I'm gonna have to lay down again. He got another flipping migraine oh, from the spacious. How beautiful he's like. This is bigger than my house. This presidential suite, and I'm like dancing around. It's fantastic. Yeah, you're just like I'm just gonna kick off my shoes and take off my socks. I'm like this is life right yeah. now. He got I a love migraine. It. it just stressed him out so much. It, yeah. it, the the skins game was going on. Uh, that's like a big golf thing. Where pros, it is a golf, yes, yeah, yes. big pro thing because there's this is like the the resort where it's always played at. Mm-hmm. And like, so he, he saw a couple golfers that he recognized and that, oh, you know, was like, but, and I remember, <laughs> I had remember this guy think, ever left the farm? Well, he <laughs> wasn't like, well traveled probably. Okay. I would say that, but still, I mean, I went out with him for like another year. That's very compassionate of you, yeah. Lori. Very compassionate. Yeah. That was a flag for me, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, yeah. headaches, no joke. I, having grown up in a family where one of my family members had cluster headaches. Now cluster headaches are worse than migraines. Okay. It's like next level stuff. And it really gets in the like way of Like you feel like you're having a, a brain hemorrhage like, or yeah, something like or something yeah, is like your going brain on. is splitting in yeah. half. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good way to start the <laughs> show. And that was and that was migraine chat yeah. with Lori and Julia today. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, I just I cannot get over this Bezos bargain divorce. Oh, Even my though gosh. she's now the third richest woman, Mackenzie. Third or fourth, depending on whom you ask. Oh, who's doing the math? She's the 20th. 20... I mean, she's in the top five for Pete's sake. Yeah, she's yeah. behind the L'Oreal heiress. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Uh, one of the Walton heiresses is number two. Mm-hmm. And depending on who you ask, one of the Mars Candy Company heiresses is number three. All right. Wow. Well, she's like the 24th richest person. and in, Yes, male or female. Uh, world, I yeah. love that uh, she gave him voting control of her stock. She's keeping her stock, but he gets it because these two started the company together. Yeah. Right. And she wrote a very nice thing about him and he wrote a nice, she was grateful the process was over and excited for the next phase. She created a Twitter account to make the announcement. She still hasn't been seen since the news broke that these two were having an affair. And Lauren Sanchez and her husband, Patrick Whitesell, they're not divorced yet. Yeah. Laying, you, laying low a little bit. I guess. I guess. But I think he's waiting for Bezos to write him a check. 
Oh, the the husband, the is husband waiting. of Lauren Sanchez. Because uh, yeah. remember, the four of them, the these they they, knew were, buddy he, they buddies. were buddies. That's right. Yeah, I think that there's something to that, Lori. That they're maybe working out the negotiations behind the scenes to terminate that relationship. As unromantic as that sounds. Because that's just the money. They haven't worked out the homes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they've got homes in Seattle, Beverly Hills, California, Texas, Washington, D.C., and New York City. Wow. Very surprised, no international or island properties. (laughs) That we know about. Well, wouldn't you think that we'd have it? I mean, this is the Washington Post. So hopefully. And then Bezos says she's been an extraordinary partner, ally, and mother. She's brilliant and loving. I'll always be learning from her. It's a very gracious and civil very. way mm-hmm. to split. Uh, obviously, like these guys worked out all of that stuff behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And now that it's ended, I would think for Mackenzie, ba- Mackenzie Bezos, it might probably just be a relief to officially be done with it and to it's move very, that on. Was very fast. It was very fast. For that much fortune? Well, yeah. But you just write a check, I you guess. Just, yeah. All right. Listen, when we come back. Uh, it is our story we can't get enough of. And it's a, it's about a movie. It's based on a true story. And uh, both Donnie and I, after we watched the interview, we're like, we got to see this movie. We'll be right back. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this Thursday. Holly Hollywood is here for Julia, and then uh, uh, she'll be back tomorrow, recovered from her migraine. Yes. And Stephanie Hansen coming in at four. So, um, do you know today is the fifty-first anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King? It is. It is fifty-one Thursday years. Thursday morning, April fourth. That's right. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of I, I liked that uh, GMA. I mean, I'm sure it was already planned because the movie's coming out tomorrow, but. There's a movie starting, it's called The Best of Enemies, and it's based on a book called The Best of Enemies, Race and Redemption in the New South, which basically, it's a fact-based story, so people who are worried that it's going to be a green book style of, you know, not quite the right story, yeah. uh, all the reviews are saying it's it's a fact-based story about how... When Durham, North Carolina, the schools were integrated thanks to this black woman and a white man who learned to work together. And he, by the way, is in the Ku Klux Klan. Mm. Okay, he's played by Sam Rockwell. Mm -hmm. Taraji P. Hansen is uh, playing uh, the woman. And I guess both Taraji and Sam, people, the critics anyway, that have reviewed it are singling them out for their performance. So here's the first one. Um, She plays Ann Atwater and he plays the Ku Klux Klan leader, C.P. Ellis. You knew you would have, um, uh, you, you two just get along. You have chemistry after you saw Taraji and Hustle and Flow. How did yeah. you know that? I don't know. I just something about her. And we met through uh, my, my girlfriend, Leslie Bibb, and we went to a bar in Brooklyn and hung out, and we decided we want to work together. So I was kind of chasing after Taraji for a while, and uh, then this thing came up, and we just, you know, did it. He says, I thought it would be a rom-com. I said, well, this is sort of... A rom-com. <laughs> but you had been a fan of Sands for years. Oh, so how, how was it for you when you finally met? Um, I was, I fanned out totally when Lisa told me. I mean, Leslie. Leslie, uh, when she told me who her boyfriend was, I was like, <gasps> I totally fanned out. And I was mm-hmm. like, you have to introduce us. I am such a fan of his. And, like, I finally finished. And I usually, most most shows or movies I'm on, I try to keep in touch. But I really kept in touch because I had to meet him. <laughs> Yeah. And um, I came back to New York and we hung out at the bar. We put it out in the universe. 
And oh. of course, you know, I, I don't know if we get into that much, but I mean, with the, you know, fact that 51 years ago, Martin Luther King being assassinated, I mean, we still need to pay attention very much to what he was trying to instruct us to do while we were here. Yes. Because we still are facing all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and this, I mean, probably the, the movies and stories that could come out about all all the different ways that, you know, segregation and, you know, getting people to work together, the unlikeliest people is, you know, still going on. So here's them asking how much did they know about the two story, about the story about the civil rights activists. So how much did you two know about this story and this project before you signed on? I knew nothing. I thought it was a fiction. I thought it was fictional. And I started Googling and I saw there had been plays and I saw they were real people and I saw the documentary and I was like, wow, this movie is, this is going to be great. <laughs> and I just literally, I wanted to do it because I feel like we need it. Mm. Yeah, right. me too. I was, I was just knocked, knocked over by the story. I saw the documentary mm. and uh, it blew me away. I was like, I couldn't believe it was real. And then I read the script, you know. Okay, because it does seem like, how do these two people who are butting heads, the Ku Klux Klan guy doesn't yeah. want the school segregated. Yeah. She's... You know, uh, making and apparently, well, let's play the next one. Let's okay. see what she says. When Ann Atwater passed away in 2016, but she knew this movie was being made. She knew you were going to play her, and she was so proud and happy that you were going to play her in this movie. She's very excited. Yes. Very excited. How did that make you feel? I mean, it made me feel. I mean, I wouldn't do it if she didn't want me to do it. So <laughs> it just. Um, it made me feel good that I was honored that she wanted me to, that she trusted her story in my hands, you know, and that the pressure was to get it right. Yeah. She left a voicemail on the director's oh, yeah. phone, right, about Taraj, how excited She's she was. Be the cookie ladies playing her. <laughs> the cookie, okay. <laughs> and Empire. the story is not well known no. unless no. you just know it at all. Me neither. In 1971, when some Durham schools were still segregated, mm-hmm. even though... They weren't supposed to be. A fire in the black school led to a dispute about whether those students could share the white school space. And Anne Atwater, you first see in the movie insisting a councilman listen to a single black mother's complaint about the broken plumbing in her apartment. When he dismisses her and takes a phone call, she grabs the phone and whacks him in the head. (laughs) (laughs) And Taraji is wearing padding, a short wig, and the Mm. way she's walking because Anne was a bigger woman. Yeah. And, uh, so uh, just she just looks completely different. I think yeah. about how great Taraji was in like Hidden Figures. Yes. Oh, she was. Yeah. Well, remember she was nominated yeah. for an Oscar and she in was The amazing. Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Same. I mean, yeah. she really is a tremendous actor. Yeah. So here's Sam Rockwell, Rockwell talking about getting into the head of the guy he plays, C.P. Ellis, Ellis, who was a Ku Klux Klan leader. No, it must have been tough. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Get to the headspace of C.P. Ellis. Yeah, but how yeah. were you able to do that? Well, I, I actually, this one was, was heavy because I just wasn't brought up that way. So I talked to this ex-neo-Nazi who now pulls people out of hate groups, mm. a guy named Christian Picciolini. I hope I pronounced that right. And he told me, it, it, it's not so much that you hate brown people, black people, gay people, Jewish people. It's that you hate yourself. And, that, and so that was something that I could tap into and, and, and kind of and, and sort of identify with, because we've all had bad days and, and can relate to that. Absolutely. And, and so on a movie like this, where it's a heavy topic, but how do you lighten things up on set? Uh, good question. Well, there was a lot of levity on set, actually. We had to kind of have that because it was such a heavy topic. We play music and we act silly in between yeah. um, takes. I work in a way that I can turn it on and off. I can't sit in the characters too long. I have enough no, of my own much. issues yeah. to deal with and yeah. to carry my issues and the characters' issues home with me. I would be nuts. Yeah, I can imagine. And yeah. she has talked about that in some interviews leading up to this movie that, you know, she yeah. struggles a little bit with the fame side of thing. And I don't know if she said she has some anxiety. She yeah, battles she depression. has depression. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's been yeah. pretty honest about that yeah. in the past week. So anyway, the movie opens tomorrow and it's called The Best of Enemies. And then we will be seeing Sam Rockwell on Sunday night. Oh, yes. Fosse Verdon premieres on FX on Sunday night. Do you have, have you seen any reviews for this show? I've just seen the trailers. Mm -hmm. Michelle Williams plays uh, Gwen Verdon and Sam Rockwell plays, uh, you know, Bob Fosse. I, I haven't seen any reviews. I just, it does look... Like, it will be good. And fascinating. Well, I am looking here, and there's a review from Vanity Fair saying Michelle Williams is brilliant Mm -hmm. in this show. And it's got like a 75% on Metacritic right now. So if you're into Bob Fosse and you want to know more about that story, it's probably Mm going to interest you. I am very interested in this movie. And FYI, people who think they don't know who Fosse and Gwen Verdon is, Beyonce in The Single Ladies, that uh, choreography in the video she did is Fosse Verdon. Oh, yes. yes. You know, even if you don't think that you know Bob Fosse... You know Bob yeah. Fosse. Oh, There's yeah. the very distinct choreography. And then like, when that video came out, they were people that were putting up. There's a video of Gwen Verdon basically doing that dance, and it was Beyonce's homage to her. Which, yes. Yeah, so, so just to remind people of that. There was a Broadway musical called Fosse. Yes, there was. I I saw in New York on one of my Thursdays. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, what else do we know in Hollywood? Well, Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson, um, uh, they reunited 43 years after their Star is Born was released in 1976. Hanging out together? she shared a photo. I love following Barbara on Twitter. She's just, (laughs) I love her. She just said, it was so wonderful to see my friend, Chris, who stopped by yesterday Stay tuned, dot, dot, dot. Oh, maybe we're doing a little duetting at Barbara Streisand's home studio now. Maybe Barbara is learning the games of social media and just doing a little, you know. A little reuniting. Here, here, have this little piece of sugar, children. Yeah. Maybe we are. I wouldn't be surprised if she did release something because she is still active in the recording industry. Yeah, that's true. And then, uh, okay, so the BBC is going to do a Marilyn Monroe drama series. That's in the work. It's called The Last Days of Marilyn Monroe, based on 
Keith Badman's book, The Final Years of Marilyn Monroe, The Shocking True Story. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be shown here. Uh, I would imagine that somebody would pick it it up. Somebody's going to be watching this because Marilyn Monroe is a source of fascin, endless source of fascination. We're still talking about there haven't been more like. You know, I mean, we had a couple of years where we had the two back-to-back movies. Yes. Michelle Williams was in the right. one. Right. Yes. It seems like every decade every and every few years, the fascination bubbles up again. Well, I, I will totally watch this if I can. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we better get going because Brian's probably waiting somewhere with his guitar, don't you think? Is he uh, here? We'll have to track him down. I, I, I haven't been told yet, but I'll <laughs> oh, certainly Oh, well, then we'll keep talking. Call. Well, we... uh, you just listen for the music. And, okay, uh, here, then I got this. This is from an eagle-eyed <laughs> entertainment legal correspondence, Luke. Uh-oh. When we were talking the other day about J-Lo and A-Rod and how their prenup has a cheating clause. Yes. He said, I learned from my trusty source for all things legal, Will and Grace. <laughs> That this show is formally called the Fidelity Clause, which spells trouble for a spouse if they cheat. Karen Walker and her husband Stan had a Fidelity Clause in their prenup. When Karen found out Stan was cheating on her with Minnie Driver's character and violated the clause, the rest of the prenup was void and she received a full 50% once they were divorced. Karen then ends up falling in love with uh, Minnie Driver's dad. They quickly get married in Vegas. Who performs it? J-Lo. Well, thank you, television. (laughs) Thank you, Luke. (laughs) Mama said, don't give up. Thanks for hanging out with us. Okay, you're in for a treat. Brian Layton. Uh, a lot of people just call you GB Layton because that's the name of your band. Yeah. 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 But Brian is in studio <laughs> with us. And uh, he is, uh, tomorrow night is going to be, there's a couple of listening parties tomorrow night at the Hook and Ladder and Saturday at Bunkers. But it, you've got your 10th album. You've written all the songs. Yep. Oh wrote all the songs. Brian. What? Well, I mean, that's, you know. It's taken a while, though. Yeah. It took a while. It, it's yeah. your first album in five years, right? Yeah. Has it been five? It could be. It could be. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're always busy. You're always playing. It's taken about three to record. So it has. It's probably about Okay, right. so was there anything different about this album? I mean, you I don't know. Have you written all the songs before in your other albums where you've written every song? Well, I've written or co-written. Yeah, okay. Every mm-hmm. song. Wow. But, well, you know, we love you. You know, our, uh, yeah. our station, I've been a fan for, I don't even want to say how long. I'm so upset that you're not going to be up at the marathon. I know. You're at a private party. We've already Googled you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, know. I know. So you're at the Hook and Ladder tomorrow night, and that's going to be more of a 7.30 show. Uh-huh. How are you going to do more of an acoustic show? Well, it's it's full band. It is full oh, band. Yeah. Okay. But it's, uh, you know, a little bit more. Uh, singer songwriter talking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Talking talk about, about the, the songs. Yeah. yeah. And then Saturday night you'll be at Bunkers. Yeah. At Thirty. Course. That's always Crank a great, it out. Yeah. great show. So what? I mean, what? The album is called Second Chance. Second Chance. Why'd you call it that? Well, it's a line in one of the songs, but um, you know, very little in life do we get things on the first try. So it's yeah. you know, it's always good to have a second chance. And yeah. I've gotten a lot in my life, and so. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just kind of a good feeling of you know, kind of written about my my audience when they come out at, and see me play and stuff. It just it kind of inspires me again every mm-hmm. time yeah. you know get another second chance. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I mean, you always have. I mean, a great band. You do covers, which we always love. You have your original, and you always just bring it to every show. I mean, that's the thing I'm always impressed. I'd never have seen you dial in a show. 
No, we, 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 uh, not unless I'm sick. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, I love being with those guys on stage. And yeah. It's just a blast. Yeah. yeah. Right, what are you going to sing for us today? Am I singing right now? Yeah. You're going <laughs> to sing like, right now. I hope my guitar's in tune. It I'm, sounds like it's. I right. bet it is. Are we, okay, can this mic work? Yeah, we'll put them both on. Um, ain't nothing better. Okay. Ain't nothing What's better. this song about? This is just about, um, being out in the this is a summer song. Okay, all right. right. Just Here being we go. Out in the summer. Yeah. All right. My eyes open and I start hoping that it's gonna be a beautiful day. You and me been waiting all week to get away. Well, I'll drive, baby. Just get inside, baby. Doesn't matter what we do. Ain't nothing better than being together on a sunny afternoon with you. We'll play our favorite songs, we'll laugh and sing along, making up what we don't know. We'll surf the wind with our hands hanging out the the shoulder, baby, just to steal a kiss or two. Ain't nothing better than being together on a sunny afternoon with you. Ain't nothing better than being together on a sunny afternoon with you. You make the blue Skies so much bluer than they seem when I'm alone. Sun shines brighter when you're next to me. No matter where we are, know that we are never far from home. Laying in your arms, it's a perfect place. songs we left and sing along made of what we didn't know we surf the wind with our hands hanging out the window we pulled over bed on the shoulder baby and we saw a kiss or two ain't nothing better than being together on a sunny afternoon picked up the guitar guitar 14 14 and what made yeah. you do that uh my brother found it in the closet 
and put it out on his bed like he was going to start learning it and just being the younger brother going, no, I'm going to. Yeah. And took it away and I just started learning and he went on to flight school and is doing really good. Yeah. <laughs> and you're doing really good with the guitar. Yeah, yeah you I, are. Yeah. No, that is, that I have a is question such a for good GB. Uh-huh. Can he, can, GB, can you hear me okay? Yeah, hey, nah. Okay. Uh, when you write, words first or music first? Yeah, it's both. It's, both? Okay. Yeah, it's both. A lot of times it's melody first. Okay. Kind of come up with a melody in my head and uh, then try and get that melody down on my phone or something and then find the chords to that melody and then listen back to what I recorded in the phone and sometimes Mm -hmm. within what mumble jumble that you wrote or just came up with in that melody, all of a sudden there's a line that'll hit you. Well, that's, go, hey. yeah, you're a singer songwriter, so that makes sense. Like, I yeah. think if I listened to it, I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> well, there's a lot of that, but too. <laughs> those opportunities for inspiration to strike you in places that may, you might not expect, but you're just open to those experiences. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that is exactly. a beautiful song. Yes. I really like one summer day. We'll have to get the CD so we can play I it. I brought some for oh, you. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yeah. So what was your first concert that you went to? Jay Giles Band. I was it, 13 years old. Oh, cool. oh man. Angel in the Centerfold. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay. And your first record that you bought? My first record that I bought, I think it was a was Bonnie Tyler. Uh, it's a heartache. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. I loved her voice. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yes. Oh, <laughs> the rasp. Yeah. yeah. And who? I mean, because you're always playing, but I mean, if you get a chance to go listen to music, like who do you like to go listen to? Um, man, I really wanted to go Tuesday night to Mat the Hoople just to oh, see them. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and the, the suburbs, suburbs opened, yeah. and that sold out like. That. I know that would have been cool to see, but what do you like about Matt the Hoople? Like people, you think you don't know him, but you know his music. All the young dudes, yeah, right. David Bowie. But, uh, no, it's just one of those bucket list bands. Yeah, you know? he's seventy nine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and my guitarist is big, big into them, and so he was really talking them up. So I was, yeah, yeah. but uh, couldn't do it. Couldn't but I mean, people sometimes I hear people say, "Oh, Brian GB Layton, they're like our Bruce Springsteen here in the Midwest and stuff." Have you ever seen Springsteen in concert? Have oh you ever yeah. Gotten uh, yeah, you I've have. met him twice. Oh, you have? Yes. Nice. And tell us about that. I mean, oh. how'd you hook that up? I uh, hooked that up with Jim Brunzel, Jumping Jim Brunzel. He uh, knew his old bodyguard that would sit outside his dressing room door. And so Jim uh, took me to the concert and got us backstage and stood outside his dressing room. And all of a sudden, he let us he nice? in. He was very nice. Yeah. yeah. But oh. just being this close to him and looking in his eye, it was yeah. just frightening oh i, I believe I mean, it I was so <laughs> do you find that's important to still be a fan of other music and does that influence what you're making like does it influence your new album second chance like how is that relationship like um i was trying to get away from from following anything this yeah. time you know it, i've i've listened more i listen to radio i listen to talk radio i mm-hmm. really do I, I like conversation and i play music all the time right and so it's kind of like you guys probably like listening to music when you're not talking. Yeah, talk when people and, say, yeah. oh, do you listen to a podcast? I'm like, I am a podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, my life listen. is a podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, yeah, go ahead. No. So, yeah, I, I listen to talk radio and stuff. And this album, yeah, it was just kind of like getting away and, and not worrying about what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Just doing what I do. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Now, what's the Elvis song? Because that's like your, your fourth song on this the new Elvis CD, song Second is just, Chance. It's a song about um, how people can look at you and, and 
and not know exactly what's going on in, in real life. You know, we looked at Elvis and, and mm-hmm. thought, oh, here's a guy that's got the world in the palm of his mm-hmm. hand. Yeah. But he was struggling. Yeah. Prince was struggling. Yeah. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots singer, I can't remember his name offhand, was struggling. Yeah. Lots of people are struggling. Mm-hmm. And it's a song about that where it's just, the, the line is just because you smile and sing a song doesn't mean that. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. There isn't something wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's you know, there's a couple songs on this album about depression because I've suffered with depression. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, it's something that everybody, I think a lot of people suffer suffer with, you know. Yeah, one yeah. of the things I just, I think it was um, something I read yesterday about how, like, with millennial parents and stuff, how one of the things that with younger children coming up is that it's now going to be that, you know, your mind health is just as important as your body health. Like, there's going to be more of a an awareness about like we take care of our minds and our body where before we never even talked about anything right that Mm -hmm. it was going on in somebody's mind you just say oh well you know yeah i believe that yeah you know that person gets the sad or they came back from something and they've never been quite right and you just talk around it so i feel like you know that discussion is opening up and that's good yeah i think it is good yeah how about um okay so you are when when you go on and see uh, GB Late, and I mean, one of the things you guys do originals, and then you do your covers. What is the cover that everyone always wants you to play at oh, every show? Come and get your love. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> come and get your love. Yeah, yeah. he knows. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> not Purple Rain because you guys do a oh, hell of a one Purple too. Rain. That is one too. Purple Rain is that one people too. like, but yeah. I mean, Hallelujah is one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite, or is it just depending on the night? No, it just no. depends on the night and the mood. I love Purple Rain. I yeah. think Purple Rain is one of the prettiest songs ever written you know? yeah. yeah i love singing that song well and, and i love to give it my my all every night because it's like this is a beautiful song i'm not gonna and everybody it, just goes crazy loves it yeah and i think that's because our band shows that this we appreciate this song yeah We're what about just, it is it that i mean because it is gorgeous lyrics i remember when we found out how prince he just decided oh you know there's something about the idea of purple rain yeah just i mean he was it's in, just four chords but it's the melody yeah just so beautiful the yeah. melody is just so beautiful oh my gosh brian thank you so much for coming in thank today you. we appreciate it the album is called second chance you can see uh brian and his band uh tomorrow night at hook and ladder the show starts at 7 30 and then this saturday at bunkers 9 30 and uh, that's my favorite i love when you guys play at bunkers <laughs> yeah, that's you know. a fun one who's the uh theo the Theo, bartender. Tip, yeah, tip them well, people. That's right. Okay. That's right. Take care of your bartenders. Um, and where will people be able to get a second chance? Do we go to gblayton.com? Exactly. We, we'll, okay. So gblayton.com. Okay. Wonderful. Um, yep. Thank you so much. Thank we you. Thank you, it, And um, we'll see you out there in one of the clubs soon. Awesome. Okay. Listen, when we come back, we've, we've got some other music news, people.
Thanks for hanging out with us on this Thursday. I'm all sweaty because Brian from GB is in. He always makes me sweat. I love that song. That was yeah, beautiful. It's an original song off of his new album, Second Chance. Yeah, that one summer day, it was really good. I Ain't really liked nothing it. better. Why Celine Dion? Okay, Celine, Celine Dion. Dion. So, so, you know, Joey is just like, how am I going to see Celine Dion in Vegas? And we looked at her last show on June 8th at Caesars. Yeah. Front Row Orchestra, 8 thousand dollars stop it you know they're giving the whales those tickets for free yeah stop i know it. it so you know and when she we played her interview the other day when she was on i think good morning america and she said you know kind of did a barbara streisand thing sort of stay tuned well she announced a world tour and a new album and people you don't have to worry about getting to see her in vegas this will be her first tour in 10 years because, of course, she's been in Vegas. Right. It's going to kick off in September, and she will be at the Target Center on November 1st. And uh, tickets go on sale nah. April 8th for pre If you're a fan club member, and then... Um, 12th, I think. The, yeah, 12th the 12th is when the tickets go on yeah. sale. So she is coming here the... Uh, Friday night. Friday Sally. night. Sally. I would actually, I would go and see this. I would too. Uh, because I would like to experience her. I was talking to Bradley from the Colleen and Bradley show, and he said the best live concert he has ever seen in his life was Celine Dion. Celine, I believe he, it. Her voice is impeccable, mm-hmm. and she puts on a really good show. Yeah, she said the album's title, which is Courage, was inspired by the death of her husband. Renee. And she said, when I lost Renee, he wanted me back on stage, and I wanted to prove to him I'm fine, we're going to be okay, I've got this. And the last time she sang around the world in 2007, which is maybe when Bradley Starr, that Taking Chances tour was one of the highest grossest tours of the year. And she's not added any dates for the rest of the world. She's just announced September and the United States. You know, take it one step. I mean, Canada and the United States. So North America, just taking it one step at a time. Yeah. So she gave the news at a live performance show in L.A. that was broadcast on Facebook Live. Oh, of course. I know it. So <laughs> anyway, so I got to save this story and tell Julia All that... Right. Uh, the, oh, about Celine? Celine, that she about doesn't Celine? worry. Dion. She doesn't need to worry no. about getting to Vegas. Well, look, and if you can't get any tickets here in Minneapolis, she's playing at the Fargo Dome the night a couple nights before. There so, you go. Yeah, short trip. There yeah, you short go. Trip. Yeah. All right, Donnie, let's, let's just stay on this music track. Okay. Rita Ora... Uh, recording an acoustic version of Joni Mitchell's 1970 hit "Big Yellow Taxi." I, I never remember Dude. her as a singer. I, Rita Ora. Yeah, she started out as a singer, yeah. and then she became a celebrity and an, kind of an actress. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she's always been a singer, and she's popular in the UK, but not necessarily here in the United States. Yeah. All right, let's listen. Right. They pave paradise, put up a parking lot. With a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot spot. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? They pay for I mean, it's a great song. She sounds good doing it. She does. Yeah. She sounds good. Yeah. I like it. I prefer the original, but yeah. she well, sounds all right. But yeah. it's a good, you know, it's. it's it's not when it's not like when Taylor Swift did Earth Wind and Fire. Remember oh, that debacle? Oh, <laughs> when she covered September. September. Oh, oh that I was always love tragic. I always love knowing that Prince, his most the person that most inspired him for writing lyrics is Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he covered uh, is it called KCU? 
I think so, yes. Yeah, he covered that, you, yeah. I think, on the microphone and piano tour. Yeah. And last year when I was at the celebration, uh, they showed footage from that concert series oh, from that's different cool. places. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, it's, it's, right. what a beautiful song. Right. Anyway, okay, so that's Rita Ora. Beyonce is partnered in the partnership of all Adidas. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Because you know who else partners with Adidas? Mr. Kanye West. West. Oh, Maybe yeah. Kanye will be on his way out. And <laughs> well, Beyonce is the one on her way in. Lori, I think that there might be something to that. Yeah. Now, this Ivy Park Athleisure line used to be in coordination with Topshop, but then Beyonce got a lot of pressure to quit Topshop because Sir Philip Green, the head of Topshop, has uh, uh, sexual misconduct allegations against him. So people were pressuring her to drop the Topshop deal. So Mm -hmm. obviously Adidas came in and saved the day for her. This is better. Yeah, I, this is totally better. Yeah, Top Shop here we it's carried in Nordstroms, yeah. but, but it's totally not a thing here. No, and it's, we a, have, it's a UK. It is a UK brand. Yeah. I know there's a couple in the United States, but yeah, still, there are. But a small it's, presence. It, it, yeah, small. They don't have like the full whatever. So yeah. anyway, I think uh, she says it's the partnership of a lifetime for her. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it too. Yeah. Um, okay. What else do we know? Um, Britney Spears' boys are with their dad. Of course, he has custody of them, so I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with uh, Britney. I I hope she's going to be okay, though. I'm I'm very worried about Britney, and I'm worried about her dad, and I'm worried that that guy suddenly quit like six weeks ago, the other conservator. The other conservator, the attorney. Who is watching out for all this money? I don't trust Lynn. I don't trust her either. No, and I think that we should probably be concerned all like all across the board. Yeah. This is not good. Yeah. And we wish her the best, obviously. Do you think well, like they have like a a, a, a like a bank? Uh like the Jamie like is there if you're the sole conservator and then you're incapacitated because you're in the I mean oh, who's yeah, oh what's gosh, the what's the protocol, what's, yeah. the contingency plan? With that amount of money, they would have to have some kind of okay. plan. I operating without one mm-hmm. would be foolish, but you know, weirder things have happened. Right. People have done things and they didn't sign the papers. All right. Yeah. Well, let's see what else do we know? Um oh here, Doris Day, you know, yesterday was her birthday. Happy birthday, Doris. Yes, she turned 97 and she celebrated all week. She's having lovely, quiet dinners at home. And uh, um, what else? She said I, she started her animal foundation, the Doris Day Animal Foundation, in 1978 when more than 17 million homeless pets were being euthanized every year. Wow. And spaying and neutering wow. was unheard of. Mm-hmm. And animal, you know, it's awareness has improved. Euthanasia rates are down to 2.5 million a year. Well, that's fantastic. But much work to be done. Yes. And what else did she say? This is Rock Hudson. Oh, yeah. Here, Pillow Talk is celebrating its 60th anniversary. She said, I had so much fun working with my pal Rock. We laughed our way through three movies and remained great friends. I miss them. Her favorite film is, she's a little bit partial to Calamity Jane. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and her costumes in Pillow Talk. Oh, those are amazing and fantastic. We should, tweet, we should tweet out a picture oh, yeah. of her because that has influenced uh, modern fashion designers. And she said, 
Yeah, the costumes in Pillow Talk were trend-setting and certainly informed the role I played. I wish I still had them. Was she... <laughs> I don't remember what... Was she an ad executive in Pillow Talk? Yes. 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 Okay, that is... And the, she was very chic. Gorgeous coats and hats. And she said she gets love letters from fans as young as eight telling me they were introduced to my mo- films and music by their great-grandmothers. <laughs> and my movies make them happy. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. Nothing... If Look, if you're having a bad day... And you need some cheering up. Just put on a Doris Day double feature. Where do and we treat find yourself? our Doris Day movies? Where can we? Turner them? Classic movies. Oh yeah, they'll okay. air them all the time. Yes, that's true. And I they're probably airing them this week because of her birthday yeah. and the sixtieth anniversary of Pillow Talk. I wouldn't be surprised if you could rent them on Amazon or yeah. App or iTunes yeah. or wherever. You can at least yeah, rent probably. them. I yeah. think Casey and I watched Pillow Talk last winter, like on a snow day or something. And he's like, "Oh, I love this movie. I had such a crush on Doris oh, Day. Oh, it's so delightful." Yeah, exactly. 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 (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Listen, um, we come back. Stephanie Hansen is joining us. She will not shut me down for my coincidence or conspiracy on the Royal Report. Like Julia has the last two days. Yeah. None of that. There's conspiracies going on.